3: Thanks so much for listening, everybody. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. Jackie Heinrich will be on with us shortly to tell us why Democrats will once again use reconciliation to pass their ridiculous infrastructure, non-infrastructure bill. And Senator Rick Scott, he's in charge of making sure the Senate goes back to Republicans. How does he feel about all these boycotts, and what does he feel about his presidential prospects? Uh, So we have a lot to discuss today. On a side note, a little bit later this afternoon, a few hours, I'm going to find out what really caused Tiger Woods' crash any charges, doubt it. Uh, love to find out what really would happen and then find out about his condition as we get set to watch the Masters. So let's get to the Big Three.
2: Now with the stories
0: you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. Do you know how much of that infrastructure goes to building roads and bridges? 5%. This is a shell game. And the shell game, it, it always ends with the same trick. Your taxes go up. and They spend it on the Green New Deal. A lot. They're
3: going to go up a lot. We don't need you. That's what the Senate rules reveal about the need for Republicans buy in on the infrastructure bill. The, buy, uh, the Biden bill asked $2.2 trillion that might just wreck the economy, but don't get bogged down in that.
4: Number two. What American CEO is going to realize is their lack of relevancy. And state legislatures, and they're also going to find out that their shareholders are going to be suffering uh, because of their political malpractice decisions.
3: Uh, that is Governor Greg is the, uh, the Texas's new election laws are also coming under fire, too, from American Airlines and others. Major League Baseball's All-Star Game flips to Colorado thanks to the Biden-inspired boycott. Is that the way he thanks Georgia for the win in his uh, presidential race and two Senate seats? Key Dems don't support the rocky win if the little guy in Atlanta pays the price, all over a mixed, mischaracterized voter law.
5: Number one, federal agencies are continuing to review walk-on tracks and develop a plan to submit to the president soon. It is it is paused. Uh, there is uh, some limited construction that has been funded and allocated for, but it is uh, otherwise paused.
3: Can you say spin, Jen Psaki? Yesterday, the border breakdown, kids, families, and terrorists all found at our southern border over the last two months have not seen. We've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. The Biden bunch find themselves searching for ways to fill in gaps in the wall system, and basically commit to doing it. Do you believe that? God, this is the Homeland Security Secretary uh, Mayorkas uh, now considering filling the gaps in the U.S.-Mexico, uh, the U.S.-Mexico wall. Uh, the White House considering a return to the construction wall. They also want to real. they also are also beginning to realize that the roads that they built without the technology around them, without the wall uh, being set up, are actually working for the smugglers. So that's in the Washington Times today. That is also is re- where we I reported and found that during a virtual town hall last week, he was telling everybody on board that he is supporting ICE, not for defunding and disbanding ICE, and says that the sanctuary cities have to cooperate with ICE. If not, there will be hell to pay. Really? I find that hard to believe there will be hell to pay. But in fact, there is. I'm going to get to the infrastructure with Jackie Heinrich, but I want to talk about the border for now. So listen to Jen Psaki try to spin the fact that Donald Trump was right. Cut three.
5: Wall construction was being challenged in multiple lawsuits, in, for, for much of the wall, I should say, not all of it, by plaintiffs who allege serious environmental and safety issues. Under those circumstances, uh, federal agencies are continuing to review wall contracts and develop a plan to submit to the president soon. It is, it is paused. Uh, there is uh, some limited construction that has been funded and allocated for, but it is uh, otherwise paused.
3: Right. Uh, listen, I love the spin. I just want it built. I would, if Joe Biden says, I have a great idea, I'm going to put up a barrier at the border, I'd say, fine, just put it up. I don't care who gets credit. You know who get, deserves credit. And you know it's effective. When you go talk to Border Patrol people, and you might run into them, uh, if you ever go to Texas, New Mexico, California, or Arizona, you might run into them, just ask them, hey, does that barrier world help, especially in Arizona? The answer is yes. You know what kills me? This thing would have been done two years ago had they not been nonstop lawsuits. These environmental issues are a joke. They're there just to delay and to hurt. Hurt an agenda which hurts our country. So now, yesterday, you have kids found, abandoned at the border. You have families coming at the border. We're at a 20-year high in people coming across the border. Chad Wolf weighed in and was asked about the wall. You built 460 miles of wall. We're we're actually funded up to 650. Cut five.
4: Before... PRESIDENT TRUMP uh, CERTAINLY ADVOCATED FOR AN EFFECTIVE BORDER WALL SYSTEM. THE IDEA OF AN IMPEDANCE AND DENIAL THERE ON THE SOUTHWEST BORDER WAS A BIPARTISAN ISSUE. AND IT WASN'T UNTIL uh, PRESIDENT TRUMP GOT BEHIND IT, REALLY UNDERSTOOD THAT BORDER SECURITY IS NATIONAL SECURITY AND LISTENED TO THE MEN AND WOMEN ALONG THAT BORDER AND WANTED TO DELIVER TO THEM uh, WHAT THEY NEEDED TO DO THEIR JOBS. IT'S THEN AT THAT POINT THAT WE SAW DEMOCRATS AND OTHERS uh, BE AGAINST THIS IN A VERY PARTISAN way. Uh, You know, we listen and we provide our men and women in uniform, the very best tools and equipment to protect our country overseas. There's no reason that we shouldn't give the Border Patrol the ability to protect our country here at home.
3: You know, Joe Biden had the first political, the best political out. Uh, Guys, left wing. I got funding here, millions of dollars, billions of dollars set aside. I'm going to build it. We're in a pandemic. I cannot be permissive uh, permissive when it comes to who comes across our border. You know how much I'm, I'm raiding kitchens to make sure cooks don't have mass, have their masks up and finding them. I can't let strangers in from other countries just coming in and just bl- blow up our immigration system. So I'm going to finish the wall. I'm going to crack down on the border. But instead, he says a overall pause in deportations. I'm not going to worry about the border wall. We stop it right away. Now they're realizing they got to get it started, and there's things that work and things that don't work. Mayorkas is admitting with this portfolio on his desk, with his responsibility, he has to get out of the politics just a little bit. And Kamala Harris, how insulting is this? You get an option, an opportunity to prove yourself. You don't like the portfolio, so you don't even show up at the border to see what the problem is. Incredible. So disturbed what happened in baseball. They just pick up stakes... And they pull out of Atlanta in a year in which they're celebrating the passing of Hank Aaron and his wonderful career and contribution. I believe he even started in the Negro Leagues and hit uh, 756 homers. He is the true home run king. And I think um, this was the year when he started the season. There's some anniversary coming up. was going to be celebrated in Atlanta. They've lost over $100 million because they decided to move it move the whole thing over to Colorado, and they expect to make almost $200 million, especially if they can fill up their hotels. So why? Because of the voter ID law. Why is that? Because they say that it, it disenfranchises minority communities. Why? They say, well, 100,000 people in Georgia don't have IDs. Well, we can get you IDs. You got a year, almost a complete year. They're free. You have a utility bill, that works. You have a social security number, that works. You have a tax ID, that works. You have a life driver's license, that works. You want to pick up tickets at will call, need a license. You have to get on a plane, need a license. You have to get unemployment, need proof of verification. You have to cash a check, you need some type of verification. That is not Jim Crow. But it didn't stop Joe Biden, who started this whole boycott talk to begin with. Hey, I I would, you know, Major League Baseball, you know, you might want to pull that that game out of uh, Atlanta. And guess what? Rob Manford did it stupidly. Even if you care about baseball, you should be enraged. If you're an Atlanta uh, Braves fan, I'm handing him my tickets. Here's Joe Biden responding to a question. Cut nine. Do
4: you think the Masters Golf Tournament should be moved out of
6: Georgia? I think that's up to the, uh, the masters. Look, uh, you know, um, it is reassuring to see that uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical to who we are. You
3: stop it with the Jim Crow laws, a poll tax, uh blocking people from actually voting, a literacy test. That's what you compare this to? What an insult. And by the way, he hung out with people uh, during his early Senate days that loved the idea of the Jim Crow laws, so he knows the difference. So now this is a nationwide thing. All these corporations are being pushed by activist group to go and attack these companies, whether it's Coca-Cola, Delta, American, and American Airlines is now upset with the Texas reform. It's incredible. So Tim Scott tweeted this out. Let's keep it in Georgia for now. Uh, Tim Scott said, okay, Georgia, voter ID, 17 days of early voting. Voter ID in Colorado, 15 days of early voting. Atlanta, 51% black. Denver, 9% black. Major League Baseball is moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta, which has made the day of voting rights, uh, which has more day of voting rights than Colorado. The Wokes are at it again. They are right. I don't want to take up too much time, but I do want to give you a perspective on how crazy this is, Uh, because they are pushing for boycotts. I've never seen a president said, I really think you should pull the game out of Georgia. But you know who doesn't want it? Stacey Abrams, because she's responsible. She's the first one who said Jim Crow 2.0. You know who else doesn't want it? Senator Ossoff, because he doesn't want to see uh, uh, Georgia hurt. Good job, President Biden. The people of Georgia somehow delivered you the electoral votes of that state, and that's how you thank him? When we come back, why the infrastructure bill can be passed on simple on a simple party-line vote. Jackie
7: Heinrich, Fox News congressional correspondent, Pollster, next.
2: It's Brian Kilmeade.
7: Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well, So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. As many of you know from your own life experiences,
3: a life in so-called blue-collar work is something to be proud of. It is very rewarding to work that has impact on your friends, your neighbors, and your family's lives. Great successes can be had in the blue-collar career. There's no degree requirement for achieving comfort, peace, and freedom. While schools cut shop classes and funnel students into colleges, there are plenty of options for hard workers who are ready to take advantage of open positions. Many young people today assume that college is the only way to achieve success in life. That is not true. Let me introduce you to Ken Rusk. Ken spent his younger years digging ditches and working in construction. He never went to college. Instead, he made goals, planned, and worked hard for 30 years. Now, Ken is a successful entrepreneur with multiple businesses and revenue streams. In his national best selling book, Blue Collar Cash, Ken shares his insights from over 30 years of working in, blue-collar trades as an entrepreneur, mentor, and life coach. Now he's created a guide made specifically for you and your unique situation. This guide will give you or someone you love the tools you need to start designing the life of their dreams. You can achieve your dreams regardless of your educational background or your past. Go to KenRusk.com path to learn more. That's KenRusk.com path.
2: Breaking news, unique opinions, hear it all on the Brian Kilmeade Show.
0: Big government socialists want to tax everybody all the time. They're looking for mechanisms to keep raising money. Why? Because they think they can spend your money better than you can. That They have all these big ideas. You look at Joe Biden's supposed infrastructure bill, over $2 trillion. But I said
3: to myself, when this bill was offered up, there's only 10 percent of it's for bridges and tunnels and roads. The rest of this stuff is, is weird. It's for senior elder care. It's for a free community college, uh, student loan forgiveness. So there's no way that's going to pass. Well, it turns out. They could do it on a simply party-line vote, just like they did with the $1.9 trillion. Here to make sense of it all is Jackie Heinrich, Fox News a congressional correspondent. Jackie, I was stunned to find out that this parliamentarian who, uh, Elizabeth McDonald, she has all the power. She's supposedly nonpartisan. She has to look and see, let me see, does this fall under the budget reconciliation? Which means it's if it's budget-oriented, if it's money-oriented, you could do it on a simple majority vote. How does this fall into that? And what a major win for Democrats, as she says, yes, it does.
8: Yeah, you know, this is a really big deal for the Democrats, because as long as Schumer keeps the Democratic senators united, this move by the parliamentarian eases pressure to get rid of the filibuster, because Democrats can advance multiple reconciliation packages this year. And in doing that, they can pass new legislation potentially advancing Biden's $2.25 trillion infrastructure deal, also tax reform uh, in two separate packages, also raising the federal debt by the end of the year. Now, we don't yet know exactly what the parliamentarian would allow, because it's too early for that. She only said the Democrats can use this tool, but so far they haven't asked anything specific of her. Uh, We haven't seen the bill itself yet. Uh, And Schumer made this announcement uh, about the parliamentarian's guidance, and he admitted that some parameters still need to be worked out. So we can't get too far ahead of ourselves in assuming that the parliamentarian's ruling will allow for revisions that include liberal wish list policies, but the Democrats like we try to do that now anything they submit has to get past the bird rule which allows opponents to strip out provisions that are unrelated to the budget i uh, also remember this is really not an ideal mechanism to pass new laws because it requires 15 hours of debate and a rama on the senate floor but revising the budget will allow the democrats to pass another budget resolution for fiscal year 2022 also set the stage for a third reconciliation bill to pass the second half of Biden's infrastructure agenda. That's the piece that focuses on social infrastructure like child care, free community college and universal pre-K. And the really interesting thing about this is it creates a dynamic where Democrats are having to negotiate among themselves. It's really common to see lawmakers horse trading and trying to get legislation passed. Typically, though, this conversation happens between two parties. Now it's just the Democrats working with each other to reach consensus on something they could all vote for because they've got to maintain uh, their majority vote. And they're not as united as Schumer would like them to be. Remember, with the COVID deal, uh, Senator Joe Manchin really threw a wrench into things during the Votorama. He held up the process for five-plus hours as he considered amendments, Limiting unemployment benefits. And now, this time again, Manchin is holding the line against big shakeups. He said earlier this week the infrastructure bill will not pass Uh, as it's laid out right now. He opposes a corporate tax increase to 28%. He also said there are six to seven Democratic senators who agree with him. They're really not eager to identify themselves. I have a list of eight names that includes the seven people he's talking about, but none of their offices will come out and admit that they share Manchin's concerns, and Manchin's all too happy to be the face of the resistance. But all this begs the question, will the White House and Schumer do a better job of counting the votes this time before they roll out their plan, because they really didn't do that with the COVID deal? And also, The GOP has got to be really upset about this, because remember, back in 2001, uh, Republicans got rid of the former parliamentarian, Robert Dove, when he ruled that Republicans could not get a $5 billion disaster fund through reconciliation. Not exactly the same thing Democrats are asking right now, but you can bet the GOP is going to have fresh memory uh, of a different kind of ruling but Jackie, ago,
3: Brian. yeah, but Jackie, that's true. But it's just one person's opinion. That guy got fired. Uh, gone. Mm-hmm. Now the th- same thing's in front of a new parliamentarian. She's like, OK, uh, looks good enough for me for now. Now, this is the same woman that threw out the minimum wage, right? Because that mm-hmm. shouldn't have been part of the $1.9 trillion. Also threw out the bridge. In for New Yorkers into Canada, and I think throughout the uh, the road operation, I think it might have been a tunnel in San Francisco, because she said that doesn't belong there. But for the most part, the $1.9 trillion uh, passed. But they say that this will be allowed, you'll open that up and stick this in, and then there's no more allowed until uh, the next fiscal year would be September 30th. So this is pretty titanic. It, it just basically says, Republicans, if you want your voice heard at all, Uh, Try to speak up now and see if we'll put something in there just to get you on board for optics only.
8: Well, yeah, some critics will also say this gives Republicans an opportunity, uh, if they want to view it that way, to craft the bill because it's going to get through whether they support it or not. So if they can, you know, put in some provisions that bring things to a, a place where they agree with it a little bit more, then, you know, this will sort of force their hand, whereas if they didn't have this ruling from the parliamentarian to essentially get around the filibuster, they could just obstruct and really not participate. So it depends on, of course, what the Democrats try doing. Uh, We know that the first half of that infrastructure package, the piece that deals with actual infrastructure, roads and bridges and ports and, you know, all all those improvements, um, which would include, you know, spending that they can use in their districts for projects that matter to their constituents, they're more likely to get involved with that piece. But the second half of that infrastructure package is where you're going to see things break up a bit, especially when we're talking about social infrastructure, as
9: uh, the Democrats like to call it. Uh, Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then Every Life is your solution. Every Life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
8: Relating to community college, child care, universal pre-K, child right. tax credit, etc.
3: Jackie, I'm up against a break, but just real quick. Do you think she felt the pressure after getting some pressure last time? Is that it's why she's ruled that way?
8: It's hard to say. You know, that what the what the last parliamentarian was asked to do is actually different than what she's been asked to do. So it's not really apples to apples here, but it has the optics that would suggest, um, you know, she made the Democrats pretty happy.
3: Wow. I can imagine Uh, Jackie Heinrich. Thanks so much. Put it in layman's terms. Appreciate it. Thank you. So when we come back, Senator Rick Scott's going to be joining us. He's got two missions. Number one, he's got to get the Republican party on the same page. So they try to get back to Senate. Won't be easy. I think they're defending 20 seats. He also was over in Iowa, And he's debating on getting into the presidential race. For me, a two-term governor, successful senator, making an impact on major issues, especially a red state, uh, a battleground, but red state in Florida. I think he's got to be thinking about it, especially with his rich business background. And the other businessman did have a lot of success. Uh, Back with Senator Rick Scott in just a moment. You're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Go to briankilmeade.com or order any of my books. I personalize, sign, and send.
10: Fox Nation presents Podcasts, Women of the Bible Speak.
9: I'm Shannon Bream, host of Fox News at Night and author of the new book, Women of the Bible Speak, the wisdom of 16 women and their lessons for today. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you download your podcasts.
2: The fastest three hours in radio. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Is the White House concerned that Major League Baseball is moving their all-star game to Colorado
11: where voting regulations are very similar to Georgia?
5: Well, Colorado uh, allows you to register on Election Day. Uh, Colorado has voting by mail where they send to 100% of people in the state uh, who are eligible uh, applications to vote by mail. I think it's important to remember the context here. Uh, The Georgia legislation is built on a lie. It's up to Major League Baseball to determine where they're holding their all-star game.
3: What is she even talking about? Jen Psaki yesterday contrasting Georgia and Colorado. What is that a lie? 17 days early voting. No more uh, signature verification needed. Just have to show ID when wanted. When you want to vote on Saturday and Sunday, you now can. Now you have locations in more places. You have drop boxes for the first time. It is tightening up the pandemic year since then. That is it. And for Joe Biden to call back Jim Crow and recommend the moving of this All-Star game, he has cost Georgians millions. Millions. Senator Rick Scott joins us now, Senator Homeland Security. Uh, He's on the Senate Homeland Security Committee and Armed Services Committees. He's also running things at the GOP. He's trying to get the the Senate back. Uh, Senator Scott, really? the The Georgia rules, the Georgia laws built on a lie?
12: Absolutely. You know what's interesting is, Senator Warnock, who just got elected, says he represents hardworking Georgians. No, he doesn't. He told people, don't spend your money in Georgia. Spend your money someplace else. And these these companies, I mean, they're hypocrites. Like, look, look at Major League Baseball. I mean, they, they moved the game. They hurt uh, hardworking people in Georgia. But they're okay to go to Cuba and play in a stadium taken at gunpoint, and they didn't say one Thing about what the cash regime was doing. Look at Coca-Cola. They sell a lot of Coke in China. Have they ever said anything about their election laws or Delta flying into China? Now these companies, these companies are hypocrites. But the worst is, you know, Warnock got elected to help the hardworking people of Georgia. And he's now is saying, I don't want to help you. I want, you know, I'm 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 here to help Chuck Schumer. That's all he does. I've watched him for the last three months up there, and all he does is whatever Chuck Schumer tells him to do.
13: So, you know what's
3: crazy? It's almost, when you say Jim Crow, it's almost like saying Nazi. Nothing rise to Nazi. Right. right? But when you say right. Jim Crow, that's a hideous part of our past. Nobody embraces that that I know. It is something that we have to learn Nobody. from, never let happen again. But here's but, li- they do. but listen, but I just I mean, want to you to hear yeah. Joe Biden. But listen to yeah. Joe Biden. The we should see he does this. Cut nine. Do
12: you think the Masters Golf Tournament should be moved out of Georgia?
6: I think that's up to the. Uh, the masters. Look, uh, you know, um, it is reassuring to see that uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical to who we are. New Jim
3: Crow laws? What are you talking about?
12: Here's, By the way, here's the same guy that will not say anything about China hosting the Olympics. He won't do anything about saying, oh, those ought to be moved. He will do nothing. I've asked him. I've asked to meet with him. He won't meet with me. I've I've asked Joe Biden to do something about moving the Olympics out of communist China, where they're committing genocide against the Uyghurs, where they just stole all the basic rights from the Hong Kong citizens. No, but he'll get involved in in what Major League Baseball is doing. He, you know, so because it's I mean, he he believes that this liberal base is his whole base. But what they're doing hard-working Georgians are getting hurt because what Joe Biden is doing, what, what Senator Warner is doing, and what these companies are doing. That's what people don't think about. I, grew up, I mean, I grew up in public housing. I watched my parents struggle to put food on the table, and that's what they're doing. They're hurting people just like that with their actions.
3: So, Senator, you, you're in charge of getting the Senate back. It's not going to be easy. You're protecting, I think, you got 20 seats, right? You have to protect?
12: We have to protect 20 seats. We have five openings. They've got 14 seats up. But what, what the Biden administration is doing, I mean, they're helping us. I mean, people, if you go and ask Americans, do you want a secure border? Over 70% said yes. If you ask Americans, do you want your schools open? Over 75% yes. If you ask Americans, do you want men to play in women's sports? Over 75% no. We don't want that. We don't want to get rid of the Keystone Pipeline. We don't want HR1. We don't want. We want people to have IDs. So what the Biden administration is doing, they're making my job easier. And the, what these we send Democrats are doing that are running, the votes they're taking make no sense. Kelly in Arizona voted three times to not support border security. Warnock. In Georgia, said, I don't want more military in my state. So, with their meeting, is going to help me make sure that we get a majority of the Senate uh, in 22.
3: But you're going to have to do it without Hollywood, okay? Without Wall Street, that's new. And maybe without corporations, because one by one, they're kowtowing and now signing up for the left. The te- Texas is the latest. Now they have American Airlines condemning the new Texas voting laws that essentially allows Texans to just uh, make sure they're more secure. You're still proactively allowed to the, uh, excuse me, there's a ban on local election officials proactively sending absentee ballots to eligible voters. So they're not going to flood everybody with the ballot that doesn't want one because they don't even know if the voter rolls are updated we've already been through this right. so they talk about early voting hours they're still there they do not have drive through voting now american airlines is condemning where is this heading where are they going to go there's 34 states who have worked on tightening up the election laws with the pandemic in a rearview mirror how do you
12: how do you game plan around this Oh, Brian, here's what I'm doing. Think about it. I mean, first off, corporations don't elect us. All right. You know who elects us? People. So what I'm doing at the National Republican Senatorial Committee as the chair, I'm putting out polling information to show not just Republicans in the Senate, but all Republicans that guess what? The public's on our side. They want voter ID. They want, they want 100% participation and zero fraud. They don't want a little bit of fraud. Americans want no fraud. If you if you do a poll, we said we put it out. Do you want more you know, tighter election laws? They do. They don't want they don't want same day registration. They don't want um, unmonitored ballot boxes. They want your signature to match. So guess what? The corporations can do what they want. The liberal left can do what they want. But you know who's going to elect us is normal Americans that have common sense. And that's what I'm, I'm putting out polls to show people the Biden agenda is unpopular. The Biden the Biden election reform. All right, which is basically election fraud. I mean, think about this, but they want they want they want your tax dollars to go to give to candidates so they can run attack ads. Americans don't want that. They don't want your tax dollars spent that way. So my my job is is to get the information out. Are we we already have ads up in Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, And in um, New Hampshire, explaining to the Democrats in those states what they're pushing on election reform is not close to what the citizens of those states want. That's how we're going to have a big win in November of 22.
3: So right now, uh, the $1.9 trillion, money we don't have, but people are saying 1400 bucks That sounds good. I think 70% of the country was for it. Now the Joe Biden puts out this ridiculous infrastructure plan, and it's uh, it's going to be $2.2 trillion, And he's coming back with another that only has 10%, and that's being generous, about roads and bridges and traditional infrastructure. But Elizabeth McDonald, the parliamentarian, said that looking at this plan— you need just reconciliation, which means just over 50 votes. That's all you need to pass it. They do not need a Republican vote. Senator, are you helpless to stop this?
12: No. Here's how we win. First off, the Democrats are out there living in, they're living in fancy land. They are not where Americans are. They Americans do care how much debt we have. This last bill they passed, with no Republican support because it was a bad bill, will take us to $30 trillion of debt. All right. They think spending doesn't matter. You can spend whatever you want on whatever you want, and inflation is not – inflation is impossible. Well, inflation is happening, by the way. Look at gas prices. What's happened to gas prices since November? They're up, what, $0.70 cents a gallon right. across the country? Food prices are up. Go talk to the restauranters, restaurant chains. Their food prices are up. Look at, look at the housing costs. Housing costs are way up. So inflation is happening. You know who that hurts? hurts the poor families. Here's the people on fixed income. So my job is is to get Americans to understand exactly what the Democrats are doing and we're doing it. And that's why I believe I believe we if we all understand what's in these bills, they'll never happen. So right the, so we just gotta get out we gotta get the information out there. And now I'm gonna do it every day.
3: I know. Senator Kamala Harris in Chicago yesterday says we simply have to have this. Cut twenty eight.
14: It's about fixing things and building things. We talk about water policy. That's a big deal here in Chicago and in Illinois. Water policy, to do better, well, we need to construct places where we capture water, places where we store water. And here's the other thing, because I also, you know, I'm in a lot of meetings on foreign policy. You know, for years and generations, wars have been fought over oil. In a short matter of time, they will be fought over water.
3: All right. Fascinating. Uh, does that mean we get roads what? and bridges? What's he talking about?
12: No, 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 no. That's not an infrastructure bill. By the way, I thought she was responsible for the crisis at the border. She's doing great on that. I mean, where where is she? I mean, think about it. this. is They put her in charge of the border. She believes in open borders, decriminalizing illegal border crossings, giving taxpayer-funded health care to illegal immigrants. I mean, giving Harris any, anything around the border is like asking arsonists to be a firefighter or asking Andrew Cuomo to go lead a seminar on sexual harassment. I mean, she does nothing. And what she's saying about this infrastructure bill is there's no infrastructure. It's all just a bunch of liberal priorities just like the last bill. And it's going to bankrupt our country.
3: Well, we're going to find out. It's going to be jammed down our throats. They want to make major progress by Memorial Day and pass it by July 4th. Unbelievable. And then we're going to be buried in this debt. But people are going to say, look at all the stuff we have. The bottom line is, it's very hard getting these projects online with all these environmental studies and all these groups, uh, these, uh, these, uh, these advocate groups advocate groups that tend to want to push back on everything. So let's see how successful they are. Senator Rick Scott, our guest. Uh, Senator, I've never in my life saw somebody get to high office and reject— a job given to her. It looks like President Biden gave her, the, as vice president, the job to secure the border. Then she doesn't do anything for a weekend. And then she has a clarification on Monday saying, I'm only working on the stem of the problem, which is the triangle countries. And I'm not going to go to the border. Who's ever, how, who ever heard of that? That's like a student in class saying, excuse me, I'm not going to do homework. I, I want to hang out with my friends. It's not up to you to decide if you want this job or not.
12: You know, you put me in the game. I'll go do it. I mean, if they oh. if they don't want to go handle the border crisis, I'll be glad to go do it. But they won't give anybody the authority other than the the, the liberal left uh, the ability to do it. And by the way, on infrastructure, you know how you spend money on infrastructure? I did it in Florida. I spent $85 billion in eight years. You grow your economy. Guess what happens when you grow your economy? I mean, your revenues grow. That's how you do this. You grow your economy. You get people jobs. That's how you're able to spend more money on education and infrastructure and environment, all these things. You don't do it by bankrupting the country.
3: So I don't know if you know this, but uh, in New York, they've decided to raise taxes despite getting a huge uh, handout from the federal government. Uh, They're going to be having a $200 billion budget. You guys in Florida have a $97 billion budget and you have more people, $3 billion. For uh uh for uh they have 105 million for full day kindergarten, 2.4 billion for rental assistance, 1.3 billion, um uh 1.3 billion for um a rebuilding Penn Station. Uh, they're also 440 million to fight poverty, and yet they get this big handout from the federal government because Donald Trump was too smart to give it to them, and they're raising taxes. Uh, Senator, are you prepared to get more New Yorkers?
12: Absolutely. That's what's happening. I mean where I where I live in Florida, you wouldn't believe the number of people moving down. Uh and a lot of people moving down from New York and Illinois and pe- you know, people coming from California now. I mean they're coming from all than, over the country. they're coming like more the, to Florida than Texas.
3: People. You're getting more from uh, more than Texas is getting from California.
12: We're getting a lot of – we're getting a lot of people now. And um, so we, you know, we just got to – what we've got to do is explain to everybody what we're doing and why our way of, of running government works in Florida, um, that we want lower taxes, we want less regulation, we're not going to waste your dollars. That's what we have to do every day, and that's what we should be doing at the federal government. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I'm trying to make sure everybody understands $30 trillion worth of debt. There's a problem. I mean, it's you know, just constant spending. This right. is going to catch up with us. It's not gonna, it's not gonna end well.
3: Governor Newsom is in the middle of a recall. He was at seventy percent approval. Now he's in his thirties, and then you have Governor Cuomo with nine sexual harassment allegations, a major scandal, giving favoritism to his friends and family when it came to testing and the vaccine, and then they're also looking.
13: His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you're subscribed to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
3: ...into uh, spending when it comes to his $4 million advance on a book that he never should have written, having Stafford's do it in the middle of a pandemic. But yet, 60 Minutes decides to look at Governor DeSantis and how Florida is handling their vaccine. Here's Ron DeSantis, Cut 37.
4: Here's the bottom line. In Palm Beach, we've done over 275,000 seniors that have gotten shots. statewide. We've done three and a half million seniors that have gotten shots. So we've done one of the best jobs in the country at protecting our seniors. The results speak for themselves, but they didn't want to tell you that because they know that that'll blow up their narrative.
3: From what you know, Senator, as former governor, was that a hit job?
12: Well, I'll tell you, you know, they attacked public. Uh, the grocery store chain. My experience with Publix has been really positive. I mean, they're they're a they're a class act. The leadership there is a class act. So, you know, the I know everybody in Florida wants to get the vaccine as quickly as they can, um, and they want in their communities. But I can tell you, with Publix, I mean, they're a they're a great company. So I don't know how they I don't know how you could ever attack them.
3: They did, uh, and they're taking down a governor in a state that seems to be working. Senator Rick Scott, thanks so much.
12: All right. Have a good day. Great day, Brian.
3: Yeah, you have a huge portfolio, a lot of things to do. When we come back, we'll find out if we can squeeze in some of your calls. We can at one 408 7669 Brian Kilmeade Show
2: newsmakers and newsbreakers here at first only on the brian kilmeade show it's the hammer time podcast fox news channels bill
10: hammer takes you one-on-one with engaging personalities covering the critical issues of the day find hammer time now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com america's listening to
2: fox news the talk show that's getting you talking you're with brian kilmeade
3: Hey, welcome back, everybody! One eight six six four zero eight seven six six nine. I hope you're able to join me tonight. I'm going to be hosting Laura Ingram show again. It'll be ten o'clock Eastern Time. It'll be live, and uh, we'll have more breaking news throughout the day. But this is a great way to lay the foundation. I got all the breaking news up until noon. Take a few hours off, and then I'll get ready to get going tonight. Following Sean Hannity on the lineup, uh, let's go out to Don over in Canada. Hey, Don, did you get sixty minutes in Canada?
13: Uh, yeah, I'm a, an American working and living in Canada. And uh, the one comment I want to make is on the 60-minute show, and I just wonder what Andy Rooney in the old days would have said about what happened with 60 Minutes.
3: I don't know. I mean, he wasn't coming on in individual stories, but it, it's unbelievable it's agenda-driven. I mean, people make mistakes, but this was, a, hey, I got a storyline. Now it's time for me to make sure Governor DeSantis fits that negative storyline. I mean, yeah. I, and the thing is that he said, I'm not done with them yet. DeSantis is going to go back again and again. Uh, He's going to beat them into submission. They've already had to release two statements to justify their reporting. Thanks, Don. Joel is over in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, Joel.
13: Hey, Brian. Um, I just saw the thing on the Internet with Rubio was talking about the commissioner of the Major League Baseball. And and for the life of me, I have no clue how that guy can retain his membership in Augusta National. Um, Well. Um, especially with their dicey
3: past it's that this is what they did this is their new standard
13: right it's it's sad and the other thing i want to point out is i went to michigan state i was two dorms away from magic johnson and yet i never hear the question to him or kareem or any of these other black athletes or whoever why can't black people vote i don't get it they have it, it, the question is never framed right. They're never pushed on it. They just spew the same talking points, but they're never pressed. Why? Why can't they vote? And
12: There's no described. reason.
3: And by the way, what an insult it is. Imagine if they tell you everybody in your town, everybody in your family doesn't have ID and you need special provisions to vote. Don't ask me for ID. No. What do you mean you don't have ID? You don't have a utility bill? You don't have a social security number? You don't have a tax ID number? You don't have a non-driver's license? How do you get in a building in a major city? How do you get tickets from a will call? How do you rent a car? How do you cash a check? You can't live this in this world with that ID. By the way, among the people that were upset that baseball made this move and moved out of Atlanta, former Commissioner Faye Vincent
10: new from the fox news podcasts network
1: my name is kennedy and welcome to my podcast which will i humbly say single-handedly save the world
10: you're welcome it's kennedy saves the world subscribe and listen now by going to
2: Foxnewspodcasts.com. live from the fox news radio studios in new york city fresh off the set of fox and friends it's america's receptive voice Brian Kilmeade.
3: There you go, everybody. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. Coming to you from New York, heard around the country, heard around the world. We have a lot to discuss. Find out a little while what's going to happen with Tiger Woods and what happened with his accident. Uh, We'll find out what the verdict is. I don't think he's going to be in legal trouble, but it is still a big mystery. Coming up shortly, Ben Dominich, Fox News contributor, publisher of The Federalist, and Congressman Jason Smith, ranking member of the House Budget Committee he might not even have a say on whether this new infrastructure bill is passed. And there is so much controversy going on as it relates to these voting laws because they had to be updated after the pandemic. They had to be brought into compliance after the pandemic. And over 30 states have done it. Why is there so much outrage? The latest state in the line of fire is Texas. So let's get to the big three.
0: Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. Do you know how much of that infrastructure goes to building roads and bridges? 5%. This is a shell game, and the shell game, it it always ends with the same trick. Your taxes go up, and they spend it on the Green New Deal. We don't
3: need you. That's what the Senate rules reveal about the need for Republicans to buy in on the infrastructure bill. The Biden bill is anything but infrastructure. It'll cost $2.2 trillion, And if he keeps his party together, he will pass it.
4: Number two. What the American CEO is going to realize is their lack of relevancy. And state legislatures, and they're also going to find out that their shareholders are going to be suffering uh, because of their political malpractice decisions.
3: And that's American Airlines uh, getting on uh, Greg Abbott and Texas because they don't like the new election laws there. Major League Baseball already flipped their all-star game to Colorado thanks to the Biden-inspired boycott of Georgia. Is that any way to thank a state that delivered you the electoral victory you got in two Senate races? Key Dems don't support the Rocky win, as the little guy in Atlanta pays the price for all the mischaracterization this voter law brought.
5: Number one. Federal agencies are continuing to review walk-on tracks and develop a plan to submit to the president soon. It is, it is paused. Uh, there is uh, some... Limited construction that has been funded and allocated for, but it is uh, otherwise paused.
3: Really? The border breakdown. Kids, families, and terrorists all founded our southern border at a rate we never saw in our lifetime. The Biden bunch finding themselves searching for ways to fill the gaps in the fence they derided and to rebuild the roads and tech that they said was unnecessary. Uh, joining me now is uh, Ben Dominich, Fox News contributor. He's got a great podcast out, the Ben Dominich podcast. So you got to download it. But meantime, Ben, I'm just outraged about the irresponsibility of this president calling these rules in Georgia Jim Crow, which is a total mischaracterization, and then spurring this boycott talk like he's some type of activist. That's not the guy uh, he portrayed himself to be, is it, Ben?
11: You know uh Brian, the uh, unity message that Joe Biden arrived with Gone. in Washington was always something that uh you know is was you know s- s- spurring a lot of skepticism on Capitol Hill among Republicans and it's completely been swept away in the early months of this administration. And it's not just because they aren't interested in talking to Republicans about infrastructure or trying to find some way to be bipartisan on any major piece of legislation. It's because he's engaged in this type of running commentary that slags entire states of the United States of America and basically treats them like foreign nations uh, who ought to be economically boycotted uh, based on uh, some very reasonable decisions frankly, you know, in many ways, I would say too moderate decisions when it came to trying to stabilize uh, their electoral uh, uh, process going forward. Uh, in many cases, I think you can you can look at decisions that states have made, and obviously presidents have disagreed with them in the past. But for the first time in our history, we have a, a chief executive officer of the country, a commander in chief, who is slagging a, uni- a, a member of the United States uh, as being so abhorrent that you shouldn't even do Business there. This is something that is just unforeseen and, and really you know unheard of you know and he's doing it as the president of the United States, not someone who is just you know casting doubt or, or you know commentating from the sidelines. And I think in this instance, you know, people really saw the truth about this because he he said many things about this Georgia law that were untrue. That's just a fact. And the White House can try to spin this, you know, any way that they any way that they want. We saw the other day Jen Psaki trying to pretend like this was not something that they absolutely dictated from uh, from the Oval Office via Joe Biden. Uh, but but the truth is that this would not have happened absent the president's comments. And we know that because the players weren't even calling for it. This was not something they that still was are. being, you know advocated for by any major league players uh they don't want to see this happen they they feel like this is a slippery slope in terms of, of other states that they're in that have different rules uh, and that's all very logical and look You know, we have very few unifying elements of American culture right now. Sports has been one of them. Baseball, in particular, has been one of them historically. Uh, And to see that go away under this Biden presidency, it's really abhorrent. And it also just shows you how partisan this administration truly is, as much as they had this facade of unity. It was always a joke. It's just amazing to me how quickly they revealed that it was a joke.
3: A couple of things. He's irrational. I mean, remember what he said starting in his campaign? He said a lot of things when pressed. it makes absolutely no sense. It made him look terrible. Uh, and, you know, when he was uh, talking to a Chalmaine the God on that uh, hit morning show here, this urban morning show, and he goes, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Then when Vladimir asked about Vladimir Putin, he goes, yeah, he's a killer. He's got no soul. Really? Is that the calm, cool demeanor of a former chairman of the Foreign Relations uh, Senate Committee? And then you have somebody who's talking about a, uh, new rules when it comes to or amended rules when it comes to a Georgia law when it comes to voting now that the pandemic's over. And he calls it sick and Jim Crow. And he didn't even back out of it, even when his party seems to be questioning why you are actually calling for a boycott. Cut nine.
4: Do you think the Masters golf tournament should be moved out of Georgia?
6: I think that's up to the,
4: uh, the Masters. Look,
6: uh, you know, um, it is reassuring to see that uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical
3: to who we are. He just casually says Jim Crow laws? Like he's saying the new you know Georgia laws?
11: It's absolutely abhorrent. I mean, look, uh, here's the thing. The funny thing about this is, and, and this is the the lesson that I think uh, Republicans and other, sh- other states should take away from this. This Georgia law actually expanded early voting. It made permanent those drop boxes. It did a number of things that I actually have questions about, whether it's the right thing to do. In other words, it was a law that was that was fairly moderate. It was viewed as something that was a compromise within the state. And for him to stand up and demagogue on that type of approach uh, to this degree, I think the lesson that Republicans in other states should take is, you know what, if we're going to be depicted as Jim Crow, then we ought to have the most solid yeah. approach to voting possible. We ought to restrict early. Look, I'm not a fan of early voting. I, I look, Personally, I think I think that you can debate. Mail in, and you can debate some of these other things. But I think you should have to show voter ID. And I think that you should have much, you know, a, a, an early voting period that is much more restricted than a lot of states have. That's a, my own personal preference. But in terms of, of talking about these policies going forward, if you are going to be called Jim Crow for something that is a compromised measure in a state that Democrats won and will probably do very well again in the future under these laws, then the, the fact is that. You ought to have the, the toughest, the most you know, uh, you know, unobjectionable, the most clear uh, pathway when it comes to all of your different electoral processes so that everyone can have confidence in them. All around the world, different nations use voter ID. Okay, Israel does it. Mexico does it. France does it. Germany does it. Okay. Voter ID is a standard for a reason and it just is practical because right. everyone wants to be able to have faith that the outcome of an election is something we can all have confidence in it is not jim crow to do that it is just a it's a historical fallacy and it is the kind of of irresponsible speech that un- unfortunately uh joe biden has been known for throughout his career he just he takes everything to eleven. He has this veneer, for whatever reason, among some people, of being uh, a, a nice and classy guy. Personally, I think that he uh, is not really that. I think that he you know, is, is occasionally someone who can show a lot of empathy, and that's fine, but lots of politicians can show empathy. Bill Clinton can show empathy. It doesn't mean that they're actually a nice person, uh, and it doesn't mean that they're being honest when they engage in this kind of behavior. No,
3: it isn't. I watched you last night on a special report. That's why I really wanted to have you on today. And Keep in mind, people listening out there, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, 72% of the- the public want voter ID, want to know who you are, and what Georgia did is said we're going to forget about signature verification. It was controversy on it. Forget it. If you're just going to ask for it with a, you don't need an excuse. So just just say if you need an absentee ballot, no excuse to absentee ballot, you'll get it need 11 weeks. I need to be able to send it to you. You need to be able to send it back. At which time I need a photo ID. I need a utility bill. I need a social security number. Something to make sure it's who you are. Because as Governor Christie has told me, and because he was uh, chairman of the Republican Governors Association, almost nobody has up-to-date roles, voter rolls. He says, especially me in New yeah. Jersey. It was impossible. So now you want to just flood the zone because you're in a pandemic with all these ballots. And the ballots are sitting there in, in in apartment buildings, and they're sitting on the floor, and they're standing. They're underneath doors where people aren't there, or new people are there. That's no way to run an election. So Texas yeah. reigned it in as well. So now you have uh, boycotts aplenty, pressure on the masters, pressure on these corporations, corporations putting pressure on politicians. Listen to what Jonathan Swan said last night of Axios, cut twenty one.
15: It's risky to some extent politically for them because these decisions have real costs on the ground. The presidents acknowledge this. The costs affect the residents of Georgia. And the local businesses of Georgia and the people who will suffer because of lost revenue or the flow on effects, not just the businesses directly impacted, but all of the concentric circles out from that. So if the White House leans in too heavily in encouraging these kinds of boycotts, they then are tagged directly with all of the. Potential economic suffering that attends it, so they're trying to walk this very tricky line between those two uh, points.
3: Yeah, and not not working. Faye Vincent, Major League Baseball weighed in, said a huge mistake by Rob Manford. He doesn't even think he read the bill. I know he didn't. Activists urged Commissioner Manford to punish Georgia. He writes by rushing to do with uh, do so without protesting the substance of the law. Major League Baseball can't become a weapon of the culture wars, a hostage for political parties or ideology. It can't be the only only for rich or poor not only can't be for one race as it was up until 1947 baseball must always stand above politics he goes on he is hundred percent right
11: he's a hundred percent right and and i think jonathan is correct in his analysis which is that uh, this is a very short-sighted approach. If you have an attitude as a Democratic Party that you your approach is going to be, if, if a state does something we don't like, we're going to try to move businesses out of it, uh, then how are you going to try to win that state in the future? When you're crushing the local African-American-owned small businesses in Atlanta that would have benefited from having an all-star game there, and you're moving it to Lily White, Colorado, you know, it, you – There's going to be uh, political ramifications for that that they're going to have to deal with, which is why, frankly, Stacey Abrams was not a fan of this move, because she knows that it's going to create problems for them in the state. And this is this is the problem, I think, too, with with the whole approach to this. We have so few unifying elements of American life right now. You know, as the as the importance of, of church and civic organizations have decayed in various communities, we have very few places where we gather across lines of class and race and culture. Baseball and sports is one of those few remaining places. And as they try to turn them politicized in the same way that they have politicized big tech and other big business institutions, it's going to have cultural ramifications uh, that are going to be profoundly negative. There's a reason when you look at the the polling data on race relations in this country. Brian, I don't know if you've looked at it recently. Back in the 2000s, in the early stages of the Bush administration, you had 70 percent positive ratings among white and black Americans in terms of their appreciation for how race relations were in this country. Twenty years later, it is in the basement. It is just going downward and downward. And this is something that is being furthered by these type of partisan attempts by the Democratic Party to depict something as, as you know that should be as, as central to us as trusted our electoral institutions as being a some kind of racist demand on the part of these Georgia politicians
3: uh, Of course when it comes to ID too it's so disingenuous and why are you saying that African Americans don't have ID what an insult what an insult I mean come on I mean if they were saying well those Fox guys never carry ID or those Fox guys are always drunk I would go well, what are you talking about? You know, just, I would just say, you know, just John Scott is the only problem we have here. Don't label us all like him. Only kidding, John. Uh, so, Ben, when do we? How do we get your podcast?
11: Oh, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. All the all the folks are there. Trey Gowdy is there. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of podcasts that folks can sign up for, uh, and I have. Some interesting guests. We've we've got uh, some uh, some great folks coming up too. So I hope people will go there and subscribe.
3: Yeah, but you use your time to promote Trey Gowdy, which is an interesting thing. It's all about Ben Dominic, all right. <laughs> Let Trey promote himself. You do your own thing. Enough of Trey <laughs> Gowdy. Uh, I'm only Ben, thanks so much. Yeah, who
11: wants to listen to him? Exactly. What does he know?
3: Uh, ben Dominick, talk to you soon. Uh, 1-866-408-7669. Back with your calls. And then at the bottom of the hour, Congressman Jason Smith. Can he stop this infrastructure package? The only problem with the package, it has no very little infrastructure in it. Oops.
2: Educating. Entertaining. Enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmead.
10: From the Fox News Podcasts Network, download and listen to the untold story with Martha McCallum, the host of the story on Fox News Channel, sits down with major newsmakers each week to get their untold story. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
2: He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade
14: what the Democrats do is they essentially call everything racist that they want Black Americans to attack. So they expect us to react emotionally and not to think rationally about what they're saying. If you think rationally about what the Democrats are saying by calling this a form of voter suppression or calling this racist and trying to refer to this as Jim Crow, um, you will realize that what they're saying is that Black Americans are too dumb to get ID. I don't know a single black American, been black my whole life, Megan, have not skipped even one day being black. I don't know a single black American who does not have a form of ID because you can't do anything without ID, right? Uh, you, you you can't you, uh, buy forget, liquor, cigarettes. You can't rent a car. You can't rent a hotel. You can't open a bank account, Megan. So I mean, are black Americans walking around like Neanderthals? I mean, they literally have never traveled, never been on a plane, you know, I mean, and have done absolutely nothing their entire lives because we just can't figure out how to Google DMV. Like, I mean, is that really what the Democrats think, that we're
3: that stupid? And the answer is yes. They do think that we're that stupid. Uh, it's unbelievable. That was uh, Candace Owens on Making Kelly's podcast, and it's exactly what I was thinking, saying, really? No ID? I don't know anyone without ID. Uh, let's go out to Doug, uh, listening in Indiana. Hey, Doug. Hey, Brian, how are you? Good. You, this whole All-Star game thing. Fun thing, nobody cares about the All-Star game. Uh number 2 it does bring in a lot of revenue it's a big festival nobody cares about the result but this is unbelievable that baseball would do this
13: Yeah uh the the big thing about uh baseball uh and sports in general has become very politicized uh, in my opinion because of the uh the lucrative uh advertising uh contracts that they get into with these networks these liberal uh networks uh <clears throat> with those with those contracts and those agreements uh, come all sorts of, uh, you know, social justice, um, you know, uh, programs and whatnot. So I think that that's that's kind of what's infecting uh, American sports. You know, they get into NBC, ABC, ESPN. These are all liberal, um, you know, Democrat-run uh, organizations. And the contracts that they get into, uh, maybe, they spill over and, Doug, everything you know, that they do.
3: Uh, maybe in the NBA, but not the NFL was always considered conservative, and now they've gone uh, total woke And I would love to know the details, Doug. How about you about this NBA deal they just recut with China? What did they give up in order to get that deal done and the billions back in their pockets? They'll speak up about things they don't like in Minneapolis and why shouldn't they, but not say a word about things that happened in Hong Kong, Beijing, or a coronavirus that poisoned the world. When we come back, we change gears a little bit. Jason Smith on stopping the infrastructure package. And then your calls.
7: Jason in the House,
13: the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.
2: Information you want, truth you demand. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show.
12: As the bill exists today, it needs to be changed, Hoppy bottom line is that's what legislation is all about. This bill will not be in the same form you've seen it introduced or see people talking about it. And if I don't vote to get on, it's not going anywhere. So we're going to have some leverage here. And it's more than just me, Hoppy. There are six or seven other Democrats that feel very strongly about this. We have to be competitive. And we're not going to throw caution to the wind.
3: So, look, uh, the Paul has come out with a ruling that you can really pass this infrastructure bill, this titanic infrastructure bill that has so much things that have nothing to do with bridges, tunnels and, and, and roads uh, on a simple majority vote, on a simple party line vote. Unbelievable. But that was Joe Manchin saying the one thing I do not like is taking the corporate tax rate up to 28 from 21 because we go above China, we go above Europe, we go uh, to Syria range. Do we really need to do that? But he's still negotiating with his own party, and he says there are others who feel the same way. Uh, Joining us now is Congressman Jason Smith, Republican out of Missouri, ranking member of the House Budget Committee. Congressman, when this parliamentarian came up with that ruling, not many people were talking about it, were caught up in what's going on with the baseball All-Star game, but describe the significance of this.
15: Hey, Brian, it's great to be with you. I will say that the huge concern is should be the fact that Schumer's motivations the fact that he he requested for the parliamentarian to look into the possibility to to bypass the filibuster and and trying to do a clever amendment to the prior Biden bailout reconciliation that passed back in March to try to push everything they possibly can by a simple majority vote. That is what's extremely alarming. This has never happened in the history of the United States. So, never happened.
3: So you guys tried to, you asked, and you weren't there, I don't think, in 2001, but they asked, Republicans asked to have the majority, hey, can you do this and pass this on reconciliation? And the parliamentarian at the time said no. Now, uh, this woman comes out, Elizabeth McDonald and says, Yeah, I think you can. Now essentially tell me if I'm wrong here in, in simple terms. The envelope is what is full of one point nine trillion dollars. Schumer says, Can you open that envelope again and can I put two trillion in it and then seal it again without getting Republicans permission? And Elizabeth McDonald said yes. Is that correct?
15: It, it, it the people are still looking at exactly what the parliamentarians' rulings meaning, but by the way that it appears on the surface is is that she's granting authority that they can go back and amend the Biden bailout bill, which was 1.9 trillion dollars of spending to include this infrastructure. Well, they're calling it infrastructure, but actually less than six percent goes to roads and bridges. The rest is, you know, social engineering. I would say, but. Um, THEY'RE TRYING TO ADD ANOTHER $2.3 TRILLION WORTH OF SPENDING ON THIS. It, 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 IT IS PRETTY SCARY.
3: IT'S BRIBERY. HERE'S WHAT TED CRUZ SAID LAST NIGHT. SEE IF YOU'RE ON BOARD ON THIS. CUT 30.
0: DO YOU KNOW HOW MUCH OF THAT INFRASTRUCTURE GOES TO BUILDING ROADS AND BRIDGES? 5%. 95% OF HIS INFRASTRUCTURE BILL IS SPENDING MONEY ON THINGS OTHER THAN ROADS AND BRIDGES. THIS IS A SHELL GAME. AND THE SHELL GAME, IT, it ALWAYS ENDS WITH THE SAME TRICK. Your taxes go up on your wages on your small business on your employer and the big government socialists take the money and they spend it on the big new green new deal they spend it on their own their own special interest projects
3: so the Chamber of Commerce and the Business Roundtable have, have basically rejected the plan. They say the tax hikes that Biden's proposing pay, uh, to, to pay for it would crush American competitiveness because with the spending, he's using that as an opportunity to raise taxes on the, upper, uh, on the upper bracket from 37 to 39 point something percent, and then is going to take the corporate tax rate and drop it down and um, jack it up to 28 percent. So this is this is the new green. If you look at some of the stuff, retrofitting buildings, building charging stations for electric cars. I mean, and uh, setting up a division of basically a green New Deal militia of 40 million dollars. What's going on here?
15: Well, what definitely isn't going on is an infrastructure package, Brian, like what Senator Cruz said there, less than 6% of the spending of the $2.3 trillion is for roads and bridges, less than 2% of the spending goes towards American waterways, whether it's locks, dams, uh, ports. Less than 5% actually goes to broadband. But guess what? 74% more money is spent um, towards electric, electric cars and um, electric charging stations than in broadband. This is ridiculous. You can look at just the non-infrastructure items that's within this package, $400 billion to expand Medicaid. billion to expand Medicaid, $50 billion for a new office of the U.S. Department of Commerce, um, $10 billion just for a civilian climate corps. These are items that are not infrastructure which is roads and bridges to think about how crazy this is when we built our interstate highway system the entire national interstate highway system this 2.3 trillion dollars is four times the amount that it would cost under modern spending to build the entire national interstate highway system this is absolutely unbelievable
3: I agree. Um, and and we'll we'll see how this affects our competitiveness, and we'll see if people are gonna step up and stop it. Now, as you sit here and talk to other Republicans and you got that parliamentarian ruling, what is your plan? Uh, Because there's some so-called problem-solver members, some Democrats who consider themselves moderate, who have different problems with this bill. They say they want some Republican buy-in on this bill. Maybe it's cover. They want the SALT tax taken off, uh, and that is going to add additional money to the deficit. That means allowing uh, high-tax states to write off their state tax on their tax forms to get additional refund money. Have you talked to any Democrats who are not on board outside the soundbite I just played for you for Joe Manchin,
15: you know we have, and I, I want to remind um, your listeners, Brian, that the only thing that was bipartisan and the last uh, trial balloon that Speaker Pelosi, Schumer, and Biden had under the Biden bailout bill—the 1.9 trillion quote COVID package—was opposition. We had bipartisan opposition, and and I know Speaker Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are both governing like they have super majorities, but they don't. Speaker Pelosi has a four-to-five-seat majority after we won the special election down in Louisiana with Julia Letlow, and the, the Senate has a 50-50 split with a tiebreaker going by the vice president. And let me tell you – we just have to pick off a few members, and we are working with every one of them because even some of the most logical folks can look at this and see that this is a progressive wish list um, spending habit that's trying to come forward. And the tax increases, the fact that we're wanting to raise business taxes to higher that of communist China, that should concern absolutely anyone. The fact that Biden's tax proposal, Basically, is going to reward companies that close down in the state of Missouri and open up in Beijing, uh, open up in China. That, that should alarm anyone. Basically, he's creating a tax code that incentivizes factories to close down and fire their U.S. employees and move overseas. That's wrong.
3: So you know what also is wrong? With the $1.9 trillion, they uh-huh. said if you take the money, you cannot raise uh, – you cannot lower state taxes. And in West Virginia, for example, they said, what? What did Joe Manchin sign on for? We're going to sue you. You can't tell me what to do with my state taxes. Do you know what they did in New York? They th- I think they got more money than anybody. And today they're going to announce that they've upped taxes on the horrible rich people. So they've upped those taxes. Uh, they are now going to be the highest tax state in the country while upping their budget to 200 billion dollars do you know what florida is 97 billion do you know they have more people and are getting more so why is it allowed to take this money and jack up taxes but you can't take this money and lessen taxes it's a lose-lose for the american
15: people brian it's all their goal and they're not they're not hiding it increasing federal command and control is ultimately their goal um using taxpayer dollars to make families and, and businesses and communities further dependent on Washington is their goal. It is their strategy to have more Washington control over the lives of individuals, over families, over businesses, over states. That's what they're doing. That's why they have the provisions in there. That's why they're using this money as a, as a treat. Um, towards these state and local municipalities, but then they're controlling all their actions.
3: Unbelievable. So, Congressman, you got to get to work. you got to try to win these guys over and these women over uh, because this is really the new Green Deal. AOC is not going to get elected outside Queens, but she's got such a megaphone, has got such sway within the Democratic Party party, her policies and Bernie Sanders' policies are front and center in the White House they couldn't get elected so they used joe biden to get elected and now they got the power it's unbelievable they told us this would never happen
15: well they definitely um it's not it's not the moderate uh democrat party that that was of our grandparents and our parents. This is, this is the Socialist Democrat Party that is controlling the White House, that is making all the decisions, that is basically trying to transform the country how we've always known it. And it, we're, we're seriously under attack. And we gotta use every tool in the toolbox to try to stop them, to push back. And, 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 and we're, we're, we're gonna have to all work together.
3: I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not being asked to teach an economics course, but I do think the American people need a course in in free market capitalism, the freedom to compete, not free to win, not guaranteed outcomes, guaranteed opportunities. It seems like we want to rig the game. And we want to punish those who played the game and were successful, who oftentimes are the most generous and appreciative. Now we want to punish them and vilify them. And it seems as though everything is just upside down right now. And I don't know how to flip it back.
15: You know, everything is backwards and, and we just have to keep standing forward. But this spending, Brian, is just it, it, it's, it's hard to imagine since the Democrats took control in 2018 of the House and Representatives, they've added almost $9 trillion to the deficit, almost $9 trillion since 2018. To tell you how bad this is, in all 72 years that Republicans have ever controlled Congress, we've only controlled Congress for 72 years. In all those 72 years combined, we have never added $9 trillion to the debt. I know Republicans have spending problems. There's no, no question. But in 72 years that we have controlled Congress, we have not added $9 trillion to debt, which the Democrats controlling the Speaker of the House since 2018 has added $9 trillion. It's crazy.
3: It is. And guess what? When the budget comes up, by the way, he has not had a State of the Union address or a hi, everybody, I'm president address. And he has not submitted a budget. When that budget comes in, guess what's going to happen to defense? He's going to say, hey, listen, we're going to have to cut back. And what kind of message is that going to be to China, Iran and Russia? America is vulnerable socially and now defensively, defensively. Uh, Congressman, yeah, go ahead.
15: Yeah, he has never – he has not even offered when he's going to submit a budget. Do you know, as of March 16th, Brian, President Biden has now become the latest president to ever submit a budget to Congress, and yet he still hasn't, hasn't submitted it in the history of this nation. He was supposed to submit it by February 1st. The latest any president has ever submitted was March 16th. Now you're looking at we're April – And he still has not even set a timeline when to submitting it. But he's already passed over $2 trillion worth of spending, and now he's proposed another 2.3. It is so crazy.
3: The money we don't have. It's great spending other people's money that we don't have, So we're spending it on a credit card. And meanwhile, when you only work two hours a day, it's hard to get a budget. Um, When we come back, um, we'll take your calls. But thank you so much. Congressman Jason Smith, appreciate it. Okay, so he didn't say goodbye, but we did have a great segment, uh, Congressman. And you see how wound up he got the more he talked about it. You know what? He's ranking member of the House Budget Committee. He cares. That's all he cares. He wants to get into debate and said it's done being done without him. And he's in office to make a difference, and he's not allowed to do it. Can you imagine that frustration? Back with your calls. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. <laughs>
2: coming to you on a need to know basis because man do you need to know you're with brian kilmeade
10: from the fox news podcasts network i'm ben Dominic, publisher of the Federalist, and i'm inviting you to join a new
11: conversation with the smartest thinkers out there about the country and where we're going subscribe to the ben
10: Dominic podcast subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
2: from his mouth to, to your ears it's brian kilmeade if you like
3: ketchup, we have some very disturbing news to pass along. American restaurants are now facing a nationwide shortage of ketchup, especially the packets that you get in carry out and delivered meals. There's a national ketchup shortage due to the pandemic. Imagine someone from 2019 trying to understand the sentence ketchup is the new toilet paper. I feel like we could have planned for this, couldn't we? You know, but
7: hindsight is 2020.
3: <laughs> That was funny. Uh, I don't know. But I just like that guy, James Corden. Uh, he has to do it. If you if you look at his late night show, it looks like a radio show now. He has a sidekick, uh, kind of a with the band. The band is uh, talking nonstop. He's got a producer in the front row and a small audience. I wouldn't say the audience being the twenty people. It's tough. Much different from a guy who loved doing the skits. What kind of if you have a late night show, what, what kind of sidekicks would you want? What kind of band would you want? No, I mean, just me, you know me, just the spotlight. So I want a spotlight, maybe a desk. So but, so I, but, pre- I, re- I, but I wouldn't want a desk because I have great legs, and that would hurt the ratings. I would probably wear shorts to show my calves.
0: Now, how high would you want your desk? Because usually the desks are always higher, slightly higher than oh, that's the desk true. for superiority. I know.
3: What I do is I have the desk. Would, that would be interesting. I would probably get a good desk deal. Like, you know I should be getting an Untucket deal, right? Because mm-hmm. every time I have a choice— I untuck. And it was a brilliant move for it to make that little triangle at the bottom. So I know I, I have a shirt that belongs out. And I should have the It deal. Instead, I'm watching these sports guys who don't shower or shave splitting the screen with the It logo. I'm saying to myself, that's not going to sell a shirt. I could sell a shirt. I at least will shower.
0: And not wear a hat. I'm looking at the clock. You know what it's time for? More to know.
2: More to know. Sponsored by Oxford Gold Group. Call today to learn how you can protect your retirement and savings account. 833-600-GOLD. That's 833-600-G-O-L-D.
3: All right, so Stallone will not appear in Creed three. No, no reason given yet. It looks like the big star, uh, Michael B. Jordan, who plays Creed, will direct this one. I didn't like to... One was a bit of a surprise. He won an award. I don't want to dwell a lot on it, but I have some good news. Rocky IV has been re-edited. You just told me someone, the Russian one, with yeah, Drago. That's what Drago. he loves Drago.
0: By the way, with their buddies. Yeah, they be, and you know Drago actually put him in the hospital. Dolph Lundgren in real life when he punched yeah. him too hard. But the big thing that's causing controversy, he's going to edit out Paulie's robot, so there'll be no more robot in Rocky IV on his new edit. I don't even version. remember the robot. Yeah, that was the robot that he bought us for Polly as a present, and then it fell in love with Polly. That was like a whole side story. Dumb. Next. Is the only time Polly had any uh He's still alive, right? I believe so.
3: Good. Greg Gutfeld, congratulations. Gutfeld had a strong start out of the gate and on Monday, top of the competition at 11 p.m. with both 25 to 54, as well as a big number. So we had almost 2 million viewers, 318,000 in the demo. That's pretty impressive. Other news, Fox & Friends continued early morning dominance, beat Morning Joe again. You know, after Trump lost, we went down a little bit. We're averaging 1.1. The first hour is kind of slow. And then our demo goes up. We're beating uh, Morning Joe and we crush CNN. Next, Seattle parents shocked after learning their students will return to school with homeless in Canada. Remember, uh, we saw this. This is a mess.
0: I tell you what, I mean, you have young uh, children. Would you want them going to school with an encampment right on school property? All
3: homeless is so dangerous, and America's founding fathers expected to get a reprieve in San Francisco. Their names like Paul Revere, Abraham Lincoln, and Dianne Feinstein will stay on the schools for now. A 6 0 decision means the school board is not rescinding these American legends, Feinstein included
10: living the bream is a podcast hosted by fox news channels shannon bream sharing inspirational stories personal anecdotes and an insider's perspective on actions and rulings from the high court subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com america's listening to fox news
2: live from the fox news radio studios in new york city fresh off the set of fox and friends it's america's receptive voice Brian Thanks so much Kilmeade. for listening, everybody.
3: It's the Brian Kilmeade Show coming to you from New York, heard around the country, heard around the world. We have a lot going on here today, especially uh, what's going on not only in sports but in business. When you see what's happening with the All-Star Game, maybe with the Masters, uh, corporations getting involved in politics. Like we, It's not crowded enough. Uh, it's bad enough with news and politics as politicians as well. Uh, there's just a lot at stake these days, and we're still about a year and a half away from an election, believe it or not. So with Carl Rove standing by and Martha McCallum about to join us in 30 minutes, let's get to the big three.
0: Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. Do you know how much of that infrastructure goes to building roads and bridges? 5%. This is a shell game, and the shell game, it, it always ends with the same trick. Your taxes go up and they spend it on the Green New Deal.
3: Yeah, that is uh, Ted Cruz on the money. We don't need you. That's what the Senate rules reveal about the need for Republicans buy in on this infrastructure bill that isn't really infrastructure. The Biden bill asks another two point two trillion. And if he gets it on a pure party basis, it might just wreck the economy for good.
4: Number two. What the American CEO is going to realize is their lack of relevancy. And state legislatures And they're also going to find out that their shareholders Are going to be suffering uh, Because of their political malpractice decisions
3: Major League Baseball's all-star game Flips to Colorado thanks to the Biden-inspired boycott Is that the way he uh, he thanks Georgians For his win electorally And two Senate seats Key Dems don't support the rocky win As little guys in Atlanta pay the big, big price And guess who's in the line of fire now Texas We'll We'll discuss it
5: Number one, federal agencies are continuing to review walk on tracks and develop a plan to submit to the president soon. It is it is paused. Uh, There is uh, some limited construction that has been funded and allocated for, but it is uh, otherwise paused.
3: Uh, uh, We'll pause, but it might be back in action. I love that idea. I don't care how it gets done. I just want it done, though. The border breakdown. You got kids, families, and terrorists all found at our southern border at a rate we have not seen in our lifetime. The Biden bunch find themselves searching for ways to fill in gaps in the wall system. I got an idea. We paid for it. We built it. Can you just put it up? Does anyone have a screw gun down there? With me right now, a man who's also very handy. If you need something built, put a dormer on or you want to extend your patio, Carl Rove, former Deputy Chief of Staff Senior Advisor to President Bush, uh, best-selling author a Fox News contributor, Wall Street Journal columnist. Welcome, Carl.
13: Welcome. And I got to tell you, I'm really excited about your new venture and mine together as partners in a painting business. We're going to make some extra money on <laughs> the weekends. Fantastic. Right.
3: right. I got a wall that needs to be painted. So, Carl, what what do you think about the fact that they're thinking about Mayorkas, the HHS secretary, saying, you know, I might just fill the wall. It turns out they're using our roads that we built to surround the wall and support the wall as a smuggling lane.
13: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wake up, buddy. You know, wake up, Mr. Secretary. Walls work. They don't need to be every single step along the 2,000-plus mile border of the United States with Mexico, but there are places where the experts say they will help stop people from crossing the border and give us the ability to secure our border. Uh, you would have thought that he, being an expert in this, having served in the Biden, the Obama Biden administration, would have figured that out because the Obama Biden administration actually built wall. They did. But the Biden administration apparently really doesn't want to build a wall and but they're going to be forced into it because this is necessary. And you're absolutely right. We built infrastructure along the border, anticipating that there would be a wall in certain places where the wall has not yet been constructed, and the coyotes are using those those roads on the US side as a means of getting their people across the border and then quickly into American society.
3: Carl, you always say there's a method to the madness. There's none of the things that he's ever done in a vacuum. So I remember President Obama knew there was a problem. You might not have liked the way he tried to fix it, but he had the vice president— Scramble around, meet with the triangle countries and try to stop what was going wrong at the border. We saw there was a problem with President Trump. He told everyone to come down. He wanted to fix it. He was firing people, rotating people, changing policies, getting sued for putting his policies together, using defense funds to build a wall when they wouldn't finance it. There was no secret. But this president is almost ignoring it. And I just believe there's a reason. What do you think is the reason?
13: Well, I I think there are two or three reasons. I don't think you can pin it on one thing. I think there's an element inside the administration which really does favor open borders and unlimited immigration. There's a second group inside the administration that is concerned with, uh, you know, how it's perceived, how it looks, and they don't want to do anything that looks like they're doing what the Trump administration did. And then there's a final group that says, okay, this is a sticky issue. We'd rather be focused on you know infrastructure, and we'd rather be focused on tax rec- increases and we'd better rather be focused on the uh, the restarting the Iran nuclear deal. Let's leave this in the hands of somebody else, which is why I think it ended up being part of this issue being ended, that was lateraled into the hands of Vice President. Harris, who immediately said, well, I'm not involved in the entire issue, I'm involved in one part of the issue, which is working with the so-called, you know, uh, triangle countries, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Honduras, and we're going to try and remove the incentive for people to come north. Now, of course, that's a great idea. Everybody has tried to do that at times to varying degrees of success. But it doesn't bring about an immediate change in the circumstances in the border and we are on the way to have the largest number of apprehensions at the border in 20 years which means we're also on the path in all likelihood to have the largest number of people who have made it to cross the border and into the United States without either being apprehended or if they were apprehended being released on their own recognizance like this like this administration is doing. We have seen the restoration of catch and release. Only twice in our lifetimes in the modern era, once under under Bush, once under Trump, have we seen an end to catch and release. And very quickly, we are back in where we used to be for years and years and years with catch and release. Grab them at the border, don't have the facilities to hold them, release them on their own recognizance with a a court date, or in the case of the Biden administration, without even assigning them a court date to show up.
3: So let's talk about the other major issue. By the way, didn't it help? that President Clinton and President Bush kind of liked each other and they got a great friendship. Yeah, the W's were missing on the keyboards, and I understand there was tension there. But I understood, and you disabuse me of this, that you guys would talk. So you, would, I didn't, it wasn't in Bush's, your your former boss's makeup, to just not do something because Bill Clinton did it.
15: What happened right. to that?
13: Well, you know, it, it, I, I, there are lots of explanations, but the fact is we're, we are where we are, and it's, it's within the grasp of Joe Biden who sounded during the campaign like he really wanted to be a bipartisan president and unify the country. He said his inaugural in a very passionate tone. This is in my soul. My whole soul is in it, and it's shown every day since January 20th that he doesn't give a rip about bipartisanship. As long as his people can point to a poll that says that Republicans are in favor of mom, apple pie, and the American flag, as they've described their proposal, that's all they need. They don't need Republican legislators. They don't need Republican input. They don't need Republican compromises. All they got to do is say, let's look at a poll and see if the American people like the idea, the general idea of an infrastructure bill, and then we'll claim they're in favor of everything right. that we've written in our version of the bill.
3: I want you to hear what's happening. So the Major League Baseball All-Star Game moved on the urging of the president, who inexcusably uses the term Jim Crow on steroids, which is could not be more inaccurate and more inappropriate. Here's the exchange with Governor Brian Kemp, who's actually showing a lot of emotion lately as he tries desperately to define what exactly the Georgia election law is. Cut 12.
1: Do you believe Major League Baseball will live to regret this decision?
13: Uh, yeah, I think they will. I mean, it's almost comical, uh, just all of these hits that keep falling, moving the all-star game from a city that's, you know, or a metro area that's 51% African-American to a metro area that's 10% African-American that has... Less early voting days than Georgia has. They have 15. We have 17. They have a photo ID requirement for in-person voting as uh, as we do the voter ID here. I mean, it's insane.
3: And look, there are some differences. Uh, we know that you could same-day registration, you can vote. They can flood the zone with whoever, whoever. If you live in Colorado, you can get a ballot. I don't think that's a good move. I don't think most of the American people think that's a good move.
13: So, yeah, no, no, it's not, and it's it's hypocritical, and you're looking at the wrong thing. Let's let's let's. Why are they removing it from Georgia? Because they think Georgia is restrictive and unfair to people. And they said in there, he, you know, Commissioner Robert D. Manfred Jr. said Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. Well, we all agree with that but that provides no legitimate basis for relocating the all-star game and instead shows how hypocritical he is. Where is the headquarters, I ask you, of Major League Baseball? You ought to know this. It's up the street from you on 6th Avenue in New York. Now, why is that relevant? Georgia has no excuse absentee voting by mail, but New York State does not. You have to be absent, ill, a primary caregiver, or in jail awaiting grand jury action or sentencing to get a mail-in ballot in New York. Connecticut, next door, you can't vote by by mail unless you're in the military, ill, absent, disabled, have a religious objection, or working at the polls. So where is Mr. Manfred and his crusade to ensure that Yankees and Mets players and fans and even the staff that labors at his office on 6th Avenue in New York City have the same voting rights that Georgians have? Where is that moral crusade to to stand up for the rights of, 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 of the people the the, the fans there. And that's not the only instance. If Manfred's concerns were authentic, he'd be condemning states like Missouri, which has two teams, the Royals and the Cardinals, but doesn't allow no excuse absentee or early voting like Georgia does. You know, he'd be condemning Michigan. You know, all those Tigers fans, there's no early voting like they have in Georgia. Ohio and Pennsylvania each have two pro baseball teams, yet neither state has early voting. Where's Mr. Manfred about that? Minnesota has the Twins, Wisconsin, the Brewers, but neither state has early voting. Massachusetts, those Red Sox fans last year could vote by no excuse mail in 2020 because of the pandemic, but that expires this year. They won't be able next year. Those poor Red Sox fans across the border in New Hampshire, they don't get it to They don't have no excuse voting. Uh, by mail, and there's no early voting. When is Mr. Manfred going to stand up on his high horse and condemn the voter suppression in all those states with Major League Baseball teams? Because every one of the states I've listed has more restrictive voting laws than Georgia does. Where is he?
3: great question the other thing is Texas is getting it now uh, corporations were getting pressured by these activist groups and they've caved you have about 200 condemning Georgia probably without even reading the bill or understanding it and now Texas has passed uh, the Senate bill 7 were uh, led by really Dan Patrick uh, it would ban local election officials from proactively sending absentee ballots to eligible voters uh, it has a few other restrictions in there and now American Airlines has condemned Texas.
13: Well, you know, look, they're not the first one uh, to, to condemn their state. I mean, we, I want to stay f- focused for just a second on Georgia because th- this bill is still uh, playing out. There are going to be changes in the House and Senate versions. We don't, you know, this is all premature. But it is indicative of what we're seeing, which is these people are making statements where they fundamentally don't know what they're talking about. And, <laughs> and, 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 and we know Georgia because we've got a law there. So we've got Delta Airlines ripping into Georgia's law. But again, he only rips into his home state. He doesn't rip into Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and West Virginia, all of which Delta flies into, but none of which have no excuse absentee voting. He doesn't rip into Iowa, Montana, Oklahoma, and South Dakota, where Delta flies into, which don't offer early voting like Georgia. And he doesn't uh, condemn Indiana and Mississippi, which have neither no excuse for absentee nor early voting. So why is the CEO of Delta picking out one state when he flies into a bunch of states that have far more restrictive laws than Georgia has? Same with Coca-Cola. Now, notice what I noticed about the Delta chief executive and the Coca-Cola chief executive is they both endorsed House Bill 1, which the Democrats passed through the House. It takes the control of elections and puts it in the hands of Washington, permits ballot harvesting. Outlaws voter ID requirements, makes D.C. a state that has the government take money from the federal treasury and support and campaigns. Campaign contributions, six to one. You give two hundred dollars, and the federal government's going to give your candidate twelve hundred dollars from in a federal check. Now, what kind of lunacy is this? And and really, voter I.D. prohibitions, they want to get rid of requiring voter I.D. I'll believe that when Delta Airlines starts saying you can fly on our aircraft and you don't have to show an I.D.
3: There's nowhere in this country you can't you can't get anywhere in this country without an I.D. And it's also an insult to the African-American community to assume they don't have I.D.s, that they're the problem. They're insulted by this.
13: Look, the Biden the Biden test of all you got to do is look at the polls. Look at every poll on voter I.D. and a preponderance of African-Americans, Latinos and Anglos, Republicans and independents all support uh, voter I.D. requirements and Democrats even support it, albeit by a smaller majority than, than independents and Republicans. So so if we're using the Biden test of what constitutes bipartisanship. There's bipartisan agreement that we ought to have voter I.D.
3: There is, and uh, I, I guess we're over time. I can go another hour with you. There's so much else uh, to go over. No, no, you can't,
13: because uh, Martha McCallum is coming on, and I've got to go print up those flyers for our painting business. Cause right. we Got to get some work going. Man. You think we're gonna,
3: gonna make, make it? You think that flyers are gonna get us business? What is this, 1970? We have to go I'm online. We've got to get a Facebook page. We've got to get an hey, Instagram hey, account.
13: I've got that going, man. i got that going. <laughs> but I'm also targeting <laughs> specific households with <laughs> a flyer with your face on it. And I think that'll get it. I right. think so, get it. so I am kill the be, president, and you're the vice Roe president. Painting.
3: And you're the vice president? I can't believe it. I can't uh, believe no, I take the lead.
13: Advisor. Uh, I'm the senior <laughs> advisor.
3: So you can work with other painting companies. That's typical call. Exactly. Rove. You don't want to be locked into one candidate. Call. thanks so much. All the best. You are fired up today. Listen, uh, I went over, going to squeeze in some calls. Welcome in, Martha. I got to take a break.
2: Getting past all the rhetoric. It's Brian Kilmeade. From the Fox News Podcasts Network.
10: Download and listen to The One with Craig Gutfeld, the co-host of The Five, like you've never heard him before. You know him. You love him.
2: You want to be like him.
10: Subscribe and listen now by going to
2: foxnewspodcasts.com. A talk show that's real. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Martha McCallum here, and she said to host her show today at, uh, at 3 o'clock. And, uh, Martha, what else are you do? Every time I see you hosting another show, you were doing Harry- <laughs> You were on the Fa- uh, Faulkner Focus, right? I
1: was yesterday, in for right. Harris. She's back today, and I will see you at 3. But today, is the highlight of my day is that I'm on with you.
3: Wow, yeah. We- and we have a little bit longer now... Uh, I mean short now but we have longer after this. I yeah. went a little long with Call Rove. I couldn't believe how pumped up he was. But what were we just discussing? We're discussing vaccines. Right. So I got mine last Monday. Right. You got both, you yeah, got your I just Pfizer vaccine. My second one, and yeah. how did you do?
1: I did okay. The second one The first one I didn't even notice afterwards. The second one, uh, the day after I got the shot, I felt kind of like I was about to get hit with, like, a flu or something. Just tired, a little bit of a headache. But I worked all day. It wasn't anything that was, you know, debilitating.
3: CDC came out and Mm -hmm. said, there is no chance of you carrying the vaccine. Excuse me, carrying the virus if you got the vaccine. Right, so that means that we should sense, not be wearing it? a mask. No,
1: absolutely not.
3: They also said no reason to wipe things down. Made it official yesterday.
1: Right, and can't you can really travel. get it from services. You can and, travel.
3: Okay, so will I guess in a week mm-hmm. we should be able to be maskless, mm-hmm. travel without a mask. Are you comfortable with that? When they say, "Well, how do we know you're telling the truth, Martha McCallum?" Would you show them?
1: Something? Yeah, in fact, I just created, you know how you can make like albums in your photos? I just made sure because I tend to erase things by mistake that I have an album photo that is my record of my vaccine that I got. You mean
3: actually is a picture of you getting it in your no, Delta? No, oh.
1: no, Oh, just
3: the actual picture it's the, it's of the It's the car. thing
1: they gave me, you know, with like your first one was on this date. The second one was on this right. date, the hospital that I had it done at. And um, yeah, I, I don't really have, honestly, I'm so desperate to live a normal life that I'm like, okay, fine. I'll show I'll show it to
3: you. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, know, I, I know the worry and freedom and everything. I get
1: it. But you know, kids have to get vaccinated to go to school. Right. Right. I mean, there are rules around these things. Seven
3: colleges are demanding it. Yeah, I know. Probably more. Martha McCallum, back in a moment.
10: With Fox News Podcasts Plus, you can enjoy all your favorite Fox News podcasts without commercials. Subscribe now at FoxNewsPodcasts.com.
2: A radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade.
12: Even if we vaccinate all 332 million people in the United States tomorrow, we would still not be fully safe from the virus. Not while it's
13: still replicating around the world and turning into new variants that could easily come here and spread across our communities again. And not if we want
12: to fully reopen our economy or start traveling again. That is the
3: Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, hmm. just letting us know we will never, will ever, never ever, 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 <laughs> go back to normal, ever,
1: ever right. be over.
3: Unless you're rich. And have your own plane, and you run the State Department. Yeah. Anthony Blinken. Yeah. And play I mean, in a band.
1: You know, the Spanish flu ended after about 18 months. Yes. Um, every other pandemic has eventually ended, usually around that same time frame. Somewhere around a year and a half is the average length of a pandemic. And in those cases, there were no vaccines. So it was herd immunity that ended the Spanish flu. Um, and there, I think herd immunity plays a large role in where we are right now. Um, but no, for for some people, they just they like they like the whole thing. They like something about it is Couldn't just suits their interest in having control over everybody, you know. And dear God, I mean, if there's been enough pain, enough death. It's 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 time to embrace absolutely some, some yeah. yeah good just, advances here. Can
3: we? Martha McCallum is here, by the way. She's going to be hosting her show with three. Martha, can we just? Can we admit that things are going good? Do we went 4 million? Yesterday was only 1.5 million. I don't know why. But we're averaging maybe a 4 million shot today. day. Yeah. Uh, we know that uh, most of the states where the cases are going up is really seven states, five or seven states in particular. But it's not out of control. Deaths are down, hospitalizations down, cases are up. But no one has said that these vaccines can't handle the variants. Just yeah. got to get them. Guess get them quick. Yeah. Let's get it going. And I, I am heartened by the fact that all these other European countries keep shutting down. We're not. They You're know. happy for the them they shutting people, down. Well, the American people will not tolerate it. <laughs> no,
1: it doesn't Let, it feels, let them hop into I a know. press conference. Are you kidding me? Well, they have vaccine issues. They have not had the rollout that we've had, and you have to give credit to Operation Warp Speed for getting the vaccine done in record time. I don't see how anybody um, cannot look at it that way. And we have a pretty good distribution system that's going here. So, yes, Europe is behind, and um, for a number of reasons— they are also like the kind of control that they have over their citizens as well.
3: And how, how happy is the U.K. right now yeah. that they split off? This is an example of why yeah, they wanted autonomy. Right. And they said, we, we just want to be in control. We don't want to check with Germany or Brussels yes, exactly. to see how we're doing. Uh, so that, that's really worked. The other thing that uh, I wanted to bring up is what's going on uh, as it relates to the coronavirus with California. <laughs> I everyone was just kidding around over the weekend. They're saying the more trouble Cuomo gets in the more freedoms we have in New York and the more uh, trouble that Gavin Newsom's in with his recall the more freedom they're getting in California. Now they're allowed concerts. Now they say total free of lockdown in the middle of June. How sickening is that what he was doing with this horrible lockdown all about his political future. It looks like.
1: No, absolutely. Um, You know, you see the bars opening, you see sports events coming back. And, you know, I mean, there's a number of, I mean, thank, goodness these governors are actually recognizing the change that is happening and they're embracing it politically um you know when you've got a recall effort against you and you've got all those businesses that have gone out of business in california i don't know if you're ever going to get those people back you've got caitlin Jenner talking about running for governor in california why not? um why not and um you know he he's he's got to prove himself he's in a bad situation at this point
3: gavin newsom or caitlin yeah Jenner? gavin newsom oh, okay because you didn't, you didn't. uh, Uh, Sorry. You're right. right, Misplaced
1: modifier. Yes, Gavin Newsom.
3: How dare you? Uh, (laughs) uh, Here is Gavin Newsom. Cut 34.
1: Why again, I will end as I began. It is incumbent
3: upon all of us not to announce mission accomplished, not to put down our guard, but to continue that vigilance that got us where we are today. The lowest case rates, positivity rates that is in America. We are seeing bright light. At the end of the tunnel, we'll be moving past the dimmer switch. We'll be getting rid of the blueprint as you know it today. Whoa. That's on June fifteenth. If we continue the good work. Woo Wow, fantastic! Uh, to the four the, to the four restaurants to the left and the know. few gyms that are I open. I
1: know. And you look at the way it was handled in in Florida, right? and Right. The different. You know, there's no difference. You know. I mean, there is a small difference, but it's, it's marginal differences in the numbers of people who were lost in California versus Florida and Texas. The, the states that had a different approach, and I, I still think that, you know, two years from now, you're going to have a lot of retrospective study of how this was handled. And the lockdowns, even from the, the federal level, they're all going to come under a lot of scrutiny.
3: Right. Unless Anthony Fauci marshals it or heads up the plan. Then we will not get any scrutiny. It'll be like, yeah. when you listen to me, things went well. When you didn't, remember, it was his idea to come up with a vaccine. It was his idea to have a vaccine. Yeah, he's remember? so happy he that he
1: thought of that <laughs> and rushed that. He's right. very, very pleased with himself. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: So I watched you yesterday. Uh, I was trying to think who would guest you had on. Bob Nightingale, who I used to have on when I did all, I did all sports radio for a while. Yeah. I had him on all the time. He's low key, but he's very respected in USA. He's on USA yeah. Today Writer. He was lauding this move by Major League yes. Baseball, and he's equating it to Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier right. and say yeah. this has had to be done. Would it, I mean, it just shows you why sports and news should stay apart, number one. What yeah. was your reaction? I was so glad you brought that up. Well,
1: and he also said, okay, so there's never going to be another Super Bowl in Atlanta. We're never going to have a Final Four in Atlanta. We're never going to have, um, you know, the NCAA tournament. N- done he said you cannot in good conscience ever have any of these events in georgia again you know you think about the enthusiasm on the part of these all these companies that were so excited you know post pandemic or near the end we hope um to reopen for this all star event i mean this is we have a Situation where we shoot first and ask questions later, cancel culture. And it, it just puts egg on everyone's faces. Did you see Faye Vincent's piece in the Wall Street Journal today? Yeah. Calling out Rob Manfred. I mean, this is the prior commissioner calling out the current commissioner and saying, essentially, did you read what's in the law before you jumped the gun and had this knee-jerk reaction to pull this event out of, of Georgia and send it to Colorado where there are minuscule differences between the two voting rules?
3: I would, I'll would. i give you an excerpt. Yeah. You know, He'd in the Royal Street Journal. Activists urge Commissioner Rob Manford to punish Georgia by rushing to do uh, without first protesting the substance of the law. Uh, Mr. Manford made a serious mistake. Baseball can't become a weapon of the culture wars, a hostage for one political party or ideology. It can't be only for the rich or the poor, nor can it only be for one race. Until 1947, that was the story. Baseball must always stand above politics and its dark elements of corruption, greed, and sordid selfishness.
1: So we don't have this. We don't have the leadership in the country right now to get above cancel culture. He
3: started it. This is the problem. He started. I know, but
1: this is the problem. We need you know people like Anna Wintour to stand up for her Teen Vogue editor and say this this young woman was Stays. 17 years old, okay? I'm standing, We need universities to stand up and say, look, we understand that perhaps there needs to be some discipline in this particular situation, but we are not going to burn the house down over this. We're going to find ways to reconcile. We're going to understand forgiveness. We're going to find things that we can work together on. And, you know, sports needs to be above politics. Are we going to live in a country where we have, you know, like Republican toothpaste and Democrat toothpaste yeah. and airlines that only uh you know red flies on and airlines that blue flies on I, it's going it's it's unbelievable how the politicalization of every single thing in America and I and I think that masks had a big impact on that right like the mask became either you're conservative or you're liberal based on your opinion on on whether or not you want to wear a mask everything has become politicized and we need leadership at universities at You know, baseball commissions, basketball commissions. We need them to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to give in to this. You guys work out your political differences. This is a Georgia law that was passed by the legislature, by the people who voted for that legislature. And one other thing I want to say on this. Every, you know, they say it was built on a lie about the election being fought. That's not what happened That's here. what Jen Psaki Everyone said. Everyone forgets this. The reason that these laws are being fought over now is because there were 50-plus cases that were won in the court system during COVID to expand voting laws. Oh, we need universal ballots because what if people don't want to leave their house to vote during COVID? That is That is where all of this came from all these universal ballot initiatives, everything. And Mark Elias, a you know, Democrat attorney who is extremely successful for his causes, got through all these court systems and overturned what the legislatures had done in terms of their voting laws. Now this is a push to say, well, wait, we need to reevaluate now. Pandemic those, those over. Those were never meant to be in, entrenched, but they, you know, Democrats really want them to be entrenched. So anybody who touches them is a racist Jim Crow
3: 2.0. And just keep in mind, Martha, and I don't know if I have to remind you, Democrats did not have a great election. I mean, they were supposed to take the Senate. Nobody right. thought they were going to pick up all those seats in the House. The Republicans did lose one seat. Yeah. President Trump, through everything that happened, still 75 million votes. Yeah, he lost. And those people you're criticizing now stood up to President Trump, who everybody uh, on the left still hates to this day more than life itself.
1: Yeah, and one Now they're the enemy. Point, um, the other uh, institutions that are groups that did really well were Republican legislatures across the country and that is what Democrats are aware of because those are the people that are going to do these voting law changes and say you know what no you do need a voter ID and we're not going to blanket every building with tons of ballots that are you know all over the top of the mailboxes we're not going to do that we're going to send them to people who request them so those Republican legislatures did extraordinarily well in the last election across the country and they're in a position to to undo some of these COVID voting rules. Guess
3: what's in- HR 1, giving the power to redistrict, taking it away from state house. So right. if you can't win the state house, right. let's change you the rule in Washington. Exactly. Uh, here's Mar Eliason, I thought, kind of nailed this because they're already feeling what you just telegraphed some regret. Cut 24.
0: There are prominent Democrats, Stacey Abrams, John Ossoff in Georgia, who don't want uh, businesses to be boycotted. You know, they think that's the wrong way to go. They are obviously against this Voting Rights Act, and they want to push back against it, but they're not against—they're not for anything that's going to hurt the bottom line of small businesses in Georgia or the incomes of Georgia workers. I've even heard some Democrats saying that that these sports events should have stayed in Georgia and then turned their celebrations into a kind of nonpartisan voter registration drive.
3: Yeah. Nice try. But that is true. Stacey Abrams panicked because yeah. she started it with John uh, with uh, with um, uh, with these. Uh, with Warnock. And yeah, with, with it all started with this, uh, these crow laws. And now all of a sudden people have said it's 2.0. And then in comes uh, President Biden saying when it's sick, right, it's yeah. sick. And this is revisited. Are you kidding me? And now all of a sudden the major league basketball goes, okay, I'm out. And then all these corporations go, okay, I, I hear you. Uh, you know, We're going to condemn too.
1: We're, but we're at these corporations, right? These They have one responsibility, to make money for the company that they run, for the shareholders. They have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. Nobody asked them to weigh in on politically – on any of these political events, and I will say again, this law was passed by the Georgia legislature. This isn't something that you know came down and sort of was imposed on people, and they they started calling this Jim Crow 2.0 before the law was even in just fully decided on. They debated the law. At one point, there was something in there that said, you know, we're not going to have voting on Sundays. We'll have it six days they a week. They changed but not it. A they changed it because they wanted to come up with something that was fair Souls and that they felt to the was- polls exactly. So you know. And, I mean, these CEOs, they've, they've got to just take a deep breath. they got to look at these things closely and say, do we really want to blow up these events that are going are designed to bring people together in a time when the country is so divided? No, no, no. We want to dig in. We want to make it harder. Right. We want only people who think like we do to come to our events. It's it's a huge—it it, it makes me worry, quite honestly, well, about the country and the future.
3: And I don't really blame Rand Paul, but he came out and said it with Neil yesterday and said, why are we, as Republicans, drinking Coke? Why is we Republicans hopping on Delta Airlines, now American, because Americans condemning the new Texas law? Why are we Why are we going with these products? Why are we going to Home Depot? Even though Home Depot seems to be somewhat on the sidelines now. There's 200 companies who went on the record condemning this law and condemning those who would support the law and saying horrible things about those who would vote for the law. So why are we doing that? And I'm saying to myself, I understand how you feel, yeah. but do we really, is anyone going to be an adult here? And say, well, where does this stop?
1: Now Republicans say, well, we always are the ones who try to take the, the high road. And I had that uh, feeling about, about Governor Abbott in Texas. I thought, well, maybe he should throw out that baseball and say I'm here for all of you who want to see a baseball game tonight and who don't want politics to enter into baseball and I am not going to stay home but he he took the opposite tack which is what Rand Paul is saying which is you know you know we're tired of people you know saying you can't go you can't go to the equinox gym because the equinox CEO um, likes President Trump um, we we've had too much of it on the other side and we might as well just start playing the game playing hardball the way the other side is so right. you know I, I mean I I get it I get it
3: didn't 34 states already rein in their election laws that got uh, there were pandemic. Uh they were pandemic modified. Yes. So where's baseball going to play? Where's football right. going to play? Where's basketball going to play? Bas- the NBA just cut a deal with China, hush-hush deal with China, to I get know. back into that country. Can we get some details on that? Yeah. Do you stand for anything like Hong Kong being steamrolled, Taiwan about to be invaded, and these Uyghurs, Muslim Uyghurs, who are basically living a life of slavery?
1: Well, Coca-Cola did the same thing. They just, they just signed on to this new deal with Tencent, Chinese company, government owned company in China, technology company, um, you know, that went after Daryl Morey when he said, you know, yeah, I think that people in Hong Kong deserve to have democracy. Yeah. You know, so that company, that company, yeah, Coca Cola, yeah, we just did a huge deal with them. We're super excited about it. I mean, get real. Get real.
3: Well, I knew you're not talking to me, you're talking to them. Yeah, right? Get real, Brian. <laughs> I apologize. Back in a
2: moment. Educating, entertaining, enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade.
3: Hey, welcome back, everyone. Martha McCallum is going to just finish up here. Martha, uh, I want to know what's going to be on your show at 3 o'clock. Can I get an exclusive preview?
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're working on the border. We're also waiting for President Biden is going to come out and make an announcement about his jobs program. Uh, There's been a lot of question marks about how many jobs that will actually create that would not have been created without this enormous $2 trillion program. I mean, have you ever heard of so many trillions? Ever, I think we're up to like five and a half trillion since January that have been proposed. So, as someone said, trillion is the new billion, but I don't think people understand how much money we are talking about in these programs. It's unreal.
3: A couple of things. Uh, by the way, on Laura Ingram tonight, I'm hosting Laura Ingram tonight at ten o'clock. Hope everyone uh, watches. I'll watch. Number two, this pal- that parliamentarian who made that ruling yesterday. That you do not need you can do this on reconciliation. Essentially you open up the one point nine trillion and you put yeah. the two trillion in. That means you don't need one Republican vote, Martha. No, I know. That means he's gonna get everything. You know, money we don't be, have. I
1: remember back when President Obama was working on the health care bill. There used to be very strict rules about using reconciliation. If it increased the debt over the course of the next decade more than a certain percentage, you couldn't do it on reconciliation. Now, that what's the point? I mean, it seems like you can do anything on reconciliation. There used to be very hard and fast rules. If it impacts the debt over a certain percentage over the next decade, sorry, you got to get 60 votes.
3: So evidently in 2001, Republicans tried to do the same thing. They got rejected. This is right. one. Now it's a woman. No, there's
1: no rules now. And I'm wondering how much pressure she
3: felt under because she yeah. got ridiculed because she punted on the bridge for Schumer, punted on the uh, the tunnel for... The tunnel for Nancy Pelosi and said, no, I don't want you to have a uh, minimum wage hike mm. in this bill. And they, they went crazy. You know, the left went crazy. Bernie Sanders, you got to be kidding We've got to overrule her. Now she has asked this. She goes, oh, yeah, it's fine. That's passing. What kind of pressure is Chuck yeah. Schumer putting on her?
1: It's a great question.
3: Right. I mean, is that something you might put in your show? Maybe she'll be is on tonight. Is it that tonight. great of a question? Yes, it's a very good... I'd like to have
1: her on tonight. Well, we'll see. She'll call her right
3: after and uh, Brian Kilmead deserves full credit for that guest. That's all I would ask for. <laughs> Martha, uh, thank you so much. We're going to watch you at Brian. 3 and everything you do. Great
1: to be with you. All right, uh, thanks.
3: Care. thanks so much for listening. And I'm sorry if you're in New York. All your taxes are going up
10: from the Fox News Podcasts Network. In these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.